0: welcome to luna the podcast my name is carolina salazar also known as the carolina lifestyle on tiktok and instagram my goal with this podcast is to demystify modern spirituality talk about all things holistic health and wellness and to also empower you to show up as your best and highest self thank you so much for being here and i look forward to seeing you in the show Welcome back to luna the podcast i hope that you are doing well i hope that you are feeling good and excited for this new month i literally can't believe that it's july 2nd when i'm recording this when this goes live it'll be july 4th i literally just can't believe that it were past halfway through this year i feel like it's just been such a fast-paced fast-moving year i just literally can't wrap my head around this but I have very exciting news. I am actually on the day that this episode goes live. I am going to Brazil. For those of you guys who are listening who don't know, I was born and raised in Sao Paulo in Brazil. And I moved to the US when I was going into eighth grade. And believe it or not, ever since I've moved, I've only been back to Brazil three times, which is kind of insane in my opinion. And so now that I'm 23 years old, I moved when I was going to into being 13 I think I feel like so much has changed I definitely feel more Americanized and a little bit disconnected from my culture so I am super excited I'm going to be there for two whole months and I think it's just going to be a really amazing time and this year has just been one where I've just traveled so much I've been everywhere I was reflecting on this because I felt this like this whole year it's been really hard to have a solid routine and just a little bit more of that stability in my life but at the same time it's been so adventurous and so fun and dynamic and so much good stuff has come out of traveling to like pretty much all over like I've been to Jackson Hole for skiing and then Tulum and then I went to Vancouver for work and then I also went to LA for work I've been back and forth from New York and Florida now I'm going to Brazil so so much travel but so much goodness at the same time so I'm very grateful for that and I think that in this moment in time I'm just kind of coming into peace with that and accepting that you know you give and take in life and sometimes you'll have very solid routines and you know a morning routine and a night routine that you do the same way every single day and then there will be times when you're a little bit more on the go or going through transitions or changes or things are just a little bit more fluid in your life and it's okay to not have a perfect routine all the time like I've been trying to make time for a morning routine and a night routine as much as I can but Other times I've just been letting myself kind of flow with life and I think it's been very important for my own growth and my own personal development. So yeah, that's kind of what's going on in my own life, but I'm feeling really excited and we're back with a little solo episode. As I mentioned in the last one, I'm back to one episode a week for now because I don't have an editor and I'm pretty much doing it all myself and so to be a little bit more balanced, we'll be doing one solo episode and one guest episode alternating every week. So hi, it's just us today, I'm super excited and today we're going to be talking about a topic that I get a lot of questions about that I think a lot of people struggle with and that I've recently realized I struggle with and the topic is people pleasing. And so without further ado, I'm going to keep this intro short so we can just dive straight in to my experience with it, how people pleasing is defined, and then also tips for you guys to navigate people-pleasing and what's been helping me. So I hope you guys enjoy it and I will see you on the other side. If you guys have been listening to the podcast for a while now, you will know that I love starting episodes and just like anchoring conversations on definitions because I think that it really helps just start off from a solid place so when I looked up people pleasing I actually realized that the best way to go about this is to read like 10 signs that you are a people pleaser which I found on psychology today and by reading these and for you by listening to these you'll be able to pinpoint if you resonate with any of these markers of people pleasing and maybe some of them will be surprising and maybe some of them you're just gonna be like what the heck like that is literally me to a t and I didn't even realize that I struggled with people pleasing or you're already aware that you're a people pleaser and you're just gonna be like yep that is me girl so let's get started with the list so number one You pretend to agree with everyone. Number two, you feel responsible for how other people feel. Number three, you apologize often. Number four, you feel burdened by the things you have to do. Number five, you can't say no. Number six, you feel uncomfortable if someone is angry at you. Number seven, you act like the people around you. Number eight, you need praise to feel good. Number 9, you go to great lengths to avoid conflict, and number 10, you don't admit when your feelings are hurt. So, let that sink in for a little bit. And then I also found another one that says people-pleasing behaviors confused for being nice. And this is by Hey Bobby Banks on Instagram. Putting other people's needs first, not showing your true feelings to avoid conflict agreeing with everyone and doing what they want, allowing people who haven't changed back into your life, not asserting your boundaries due to fear of rejection and offering to do things even when you don't want to. So if you read the list or listen to that list and you're resonating with this theme and some of that just kind of spoke to you, we're going to dive into it. I'm going to go into it a little bit more in depth. I'm going to share a little bit about my experience with realizing that I'm a people pleaser and how that's been for me. So I never used to consider myself a people pleaser. Like when I heard that word, I never thought it was something that I did, to be honest, until I started realizing all the different ways that people pleasing can come up. I used to think that, you know, to be a people pleaser, it just meant that You just wanted everyone else around you to be happy and like because of that you like more of the first few points so like just pretending to agree with everyone or avoiding conflict and like all of that stuff and I always saw it as like a more of a social thing as well as like someone who's a little bit maybe not as outspoken or who just doesn't like opinionate on a lot of things and because I am a pretty outspoken person and I have a pretty strong personality I never thought that I was a people pleaser And with time, I slowly started to realize that I am. But I'll explain, like, in what context I personally feel as I am a people pleaser, I've encountered people pleasing tendencies in my own life. So I started realizing that for a while in my life, like for a lot of my life, I've always felt like I've been overextending myself or just overloaded with so many things on my plate, so many things to do. And there was a lot of times that a lot of those things, like, I didn't really want to do them, you know, or someone would offer an opportunity or an invitation to something or just, like, plans would come up and I would always say yes, sometimes even, like, without looking at my schedule or without even thinking about whether I wanted to go, like, I just said yes and the reason I said yes was because I felt like that opportunity or that invitation just, like, wouldn't come into my life again if I said no, and so, you know, this one point in the Instagram post that I mentioned, which was not asserting your boundaries due to fear of rejection, like, I really think that's what was happening. Like, I used to just, like, say yes to everything and then, at the end of the day, then realize I overbooked myself and then I would feel this, like, social burnout where I would hang out with so many people and see so many people at once. And like back to back and every day, and then I never had time alone, or I never had time to completely rest and completely be in my feminine, or even time to just spend with some of my closest people, because I was trying to see everyone and like people on like the periphery of my social circle, so not even like people who were my like OG friends, you know? And so that was something I started to notice that I was doing. And then I also started to notice that in work, especially in my career or in like more professional settings, I always said yes or like took on so many responsibilities and so many things even when I didn't want to do them or even when I didn't have capacity to do it because I already had such a long list of things to do or I would just feel like I was taking on, taking on, taking on and then I would be so burnt out, like so, so burnt out and resentful of the work that I was doing right and one of the 10 things in the psychology today article that I found was you feel burdened by the things you have to do and that's exactly how I felt and the thing is that when we're doing things that we genuinely want to do or that we love or that we intentionally chose to do we don't feel burdened by those things right we feel excited to do them or it feels aligned or it just feels in flow it doesn't feel like ugh, I can't believe I have to do this. And then the other way that I realized I was people pleasing, and I realized this when I was already facing the repercussions of it, was that I, you know, realized that I was doing so many things in my life and making so many choices, like where I went to school or where I went to work for a while based on how other people would see me, right? And on how other people would praise me or how other people would give me external validation. And, you know, I think that the need for external validation a lot of the times goes hand in hand with people pleasing. You know, maybe it's because you want other people at work to see you as really competent or as really put together. Or you want other people to see you as, you know, the person who has all their shit together. Or you want to just be seen a certain way and then you agree to do things not because you want to do them, but just because you want to portray something or present a perception of yourself to other people. And so that ties to the point which is you need praise to feel good or you need external validation to feel good. And so those were some of the ways that I started realizing I was personally people pleasing aside from also just sometimes when I would be in like groups or like with people that I didn't know as well like I usually am the person who would just be like ah like whatever you guys want to do. Like I used to do that a lot and that's something that I've really worked on over the years to just learn how to be like a bigger advocate for the things that I want to do or things that sound fun to me and I've become better at it I've become better at also saying no to at least with people I'm very close with with saying no to things that I don't want to do or if I'm busy especially at home like I feel like that comes naturally to me it's more in larger social settings or when I'm making new friends that people pleasing comes out because like I want them to like me or I would want them to be my friend or to want to hang out with me again and I would be scared that if I said no they wouldn't want to or they wouldn't invite me again and I think that honestly comes from moving at a young age moving into a new country going into puberty where everyone has their friend groups and feeling excluded is kind of the norm and so I really struggled with that at that time and so that's something that I realized and then there's the other end of things which is more of the academic and professional people pleasing you know so not knowing how to say no and taking on too many things and then feeling burnt out and burdened and resentful of the work that you have to do so I after I realized all of these things I was like okay I need to learn how to say no I need to learn how to tell people when I'm not available Or even to think ahead, right? To like look at my schedule ahead and to think like, okay, if I'm already seeing a friend on Tuesday and Wednesday, like maybe Thursday I should not make any plans. Or something like that. Or being more mindful of my time. And I think that learning to say no is a practice. And for a lot of people, it's really, really hard. And so for me, it's been a practice for sure. Just learning how to tell people, when I really don't want to do something or like realizing, especially career-wise, like what it is that I want to do and what it is that I don't want to do and then learning to advocate for that too. And so it's definitely been a practice and I've learned a lot. So if you heard my story and if you heard that list and you're like, okay, maybe I didn't know if I was a people pleaser and now I'm pretty sure that I am or wow, I've struggled with those things too. We're going to dive into some tips that I have or things that I think can help you navigate it based on what I've started to do. And yeah, so hopefully it'll leave you with a couple of tangible things to take away from this episode. And it will also just help you feel seen and supported. So let's dive into it. All right, so my first tip is to learn how to set boundaries. And I've mentioned boundaries in many podcast episodes. I talk about it quite a lot because it's something that I've learned to do. And I think boundaries are something that is really great. Like the word boundaries seems kind of like a bad thing, you know, where people think it's gonna push other people away, but it's a really big thing when it comes to self-respect and self-honoring. And again, honoring your time, honoring your biggest and most precious resource. We all have 24 hours in a day what comes, what it comes down to is the priorities we have in our life and how we split our time and what we choose to prioritize first. And so learning to set boundaries can look like many different ways. So let's use one example. Let's say someone you live with asks you to help them clean up and you say, hey, I'm working through some homework right now. I definitely can help you. Can we do this in an hour? Like you're still offering to help and you're still going to be there with them but you're setting a boundary there and you're not dropping everything right then and there to get up and help them clean or maybe this means you know someone says hey like let's meet up for a group project tonight and maybe you have plans or you have dinner and you say oh my gosh, totally, we definitely have to grind on it, but why don't we do it tomorrow morning or tomorrow evening? I have a dinner planned tonight that I can't move. Or even with work, I have some friends that have definitely struggled with this where people from work throw random meetings on their calendar and sometimes understand, you know, professionalism or like being a young professional is hard. And, you know, if there is room for flexibility there, you can advocate for yourself and like, maybe like you can't miss it and you might have to cancel something else, but then you can also on the side, talk to your manager or talk to someone else and just say like, hey, definitely can make this meeting for sure, but you know, for future, I usually clock off at 6 p.m. or 7 p.m. And so for our next meeting, can we schedule this in the morning instead or earlier in the day? Like it's literally just about acknowledging and maybe saying a thank you and then proposing another time or another option. And setting boundaries can also look like saying no, which ties into point number two. Saying no is really important and it's something that I'm really learning to do and really practicing, especially when it comes to wanting to be perceived as someone competent and like a go-getter and stuff. And really, like, I just don't want to feel overwhelmed anymore. I really want to feel like I'm more in control of my own time and my own schedule and I'm not just like taking on so many things and things that I just don't want to do or that just don't feel aligned. So... I found this quote from James Clear on a podcast that he was on with the, which is called The Daily Stoic and it really, really stuck with me. And so this will be the quote for this episode. And it's literally just, yes is a commitment. No is a choice. When you say yes to something and you agree to either help someone out or attend something, that time in your calendar is gone. That time in your day is gone. But when you say no, It's a choice you're opening up yourself to other options other ways of using your time and so it's very empowering to say no and it's actually better for you at the end of the day to know that when you're saying no you're still opening yourself to lots of different options of the use of your time of that block of time of things you can do of ways you can be productive but when you say yes that's a commitment right And I know a lot of us struggle with, like, committing to things or, you know, fear of commitment. But truly, like, yes is a commitment in any shape or form, right? When you say yes to a meeting or yes to a social event or yes to a party or yes to a dinner or yes to a a relationship even or a friendship. Like, it's a commitment. And so commitments come with time. They come with effort. They come with a certain delivery that's required there. But a lot of the times, those yeses aren't true yeses. They're not hell yeses. They're just kind of like, oh, they're probably not gonna like me if I say no, so I'll say yes. They're like, like, I probably could do it even though I'm already kind of overwhelmed, but like, sure, I can do it. Like, no, 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 stop doing that. It's really not, at the end of the day, the best thing for you. And I know this is some tough love, and I've had to give myself this tough love, but I'm really learning how to say no. And a lot of the times, I don't even do this because I'm conscious of it in the moment. It's more that I just am so excited about like wanting to do so much. Like I have a Gemini Venus. So I'm constantly wanting to try new things and do new things. And so open to new opportunities, you know. I'm like, oh my god, yes, yes, yes. Like I'm so excited. So I'm not even saying it because I'm wanting that person to like like me or anything. It's more just because I'm personally, you know, excited. But then I'm not being mindful of my own time. And so I think that's something that's really important. And just like learning that no is really, really empowering and it's a choice and it's yours. And then that also ties into just thinking before committing, right? Because yes is a commitment. And so before saying yes, really think about it and reflect. Is this aligned with what I want? Is this something I truly, truly want to do? Or am I doing this for external validation or because I think this is what is expected of me or because I think I have time for it but I really don't like think about it before you commit look at your calendar look at your schedule look at your existing commitments look at your plate is it already full or do you actually have space for it so that is super important and then also another tip tip number four would be stop apologizing so much especially as women, we're constantly apologizing. Like I have some friends that they just like say sorry a lot and I call them out. I'm like, stop saying sorry. Like you don't have anything to be apologizing for. Seriously, you're fine. And so I'm telling this you now. You don't have to apologize for existing. You don't have to apologize for having opinions. You don't have to apologize for being yourself or for having a thought or a belief that's different than someone else's. Like you don't have to apologize for it. And if someone doesn't agree with you, that's them. That's their problem. You don't have to apologize for existing and for who you are. Tip number five is remember that healthy conflict is possible, right? One of the indicators of people-pleasing was you go to great lengths to avoid conflict. And this can mean like not responding to someone's text or to someone wanting to talk to you over the phone or to having a more difficult conversation or just like to maybe criticism, right? But remember that like healthy conflict exists. Healthy conflict is possible. And healthy conflict usually is very, very important for relationship building. And what it looks like is being a good listener, like learning to listen to other people and to trying to see their point of view, but then also learning how to advocate for yourself. Like if you're upset with someone, how can you phrase it? How can you express it? How can you honor your feelings and learn to share them with people? I think that's super important and just huge, 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 huge for working through people-pleasing. And I know that it might sound like, oh, so easy, you know, whatever. Just like, no. I'm just saying that healthy conflict is possible. And a tool that really, really helps me and that I learned in college, and I will make a whole episode about this because I've been meaning to do that, is active listening. And active listening essentially looks like listening openly, Without interrupting, without trying to fix the problem, and without trying to change the subject or getting distracted, looking at your phone, and then when that person's done talking, reflecting back to them like, hey, I heard that you're upset about X, Y, and Z, and you're feeling this way, and it's totally valid, and I would love to offer you, you know, my perspective or my side of the story so maybe we can arrive like a healthy medium or, you know, a healthy resolution to this situation because I care a lot about your friendship and you know I would love for us to be able to work through this and then that way you can advocate for yourself you can share how you feel but it's also in a really healthy way and active listening is just a huge tool to educate other people on and start implementing into your life and I know there's people out there that are not active listeners at all they might cut you off when you're speaking they might not listen they might get defensive they might try to fix your problems when you're sharing like All of that happens, but you can be the active listener and then you can, you know, use some tools like that to explain how you feel and know that it's really important for you to learn how to share what you feel and not to feel responsible for how other people feel because how other people feel is simply a reflection of their own reaction to whatever you're saying and whatever you're expressing, but at the end of the day, that is your truth and if someone is genuinely your friend or someone you should probably keep in your life, like they want to hear your opinion. And so ask yourself, why do I feel bad for advocating for myself? What's the underlying reason? Like, are you afraid of losing that relationship? Are you afraid of being rejected? Or is someone being angry at you? And how can you work through that? Like How can you, instead of being afraid, how can you, instead of living in fear, choose to live in love? Choose to live in love for yourself and trust That your opinions and your thoughts are important and valid and worthy of being expressed. But like, try to get back to that root cause. Like, why do I feel bad for advocating for myself? Ask yourself that. And so those are the tips that I have. I will just rephrase them again. Learn how to set healthy boundaries. Say no. Think before committing. Stop apologizing so often. And ask yourself... Why do I feel bad for advocating and how can I learn to have healthy conflict in my relationships and healthy conversations, open conversations? So I hope that you guys enjoyed this episode. I hope that this was helpful. I love chatting with you guys. I love just like rambling, you know, and sharing tools and just sharing resources and tips for you guys to navigate experiences that a lot of us have as humans and... I think that working through people pleasing can be really challenging, but it's also really magical and important for us to empower ourselves, especially as women, and learning to advocate for ourselves and realize that you do not have to apologize for being you. I'm going to say that again. You are completely worthy of every thought you have, every opinion you have, and you are worthy of prioritizing your time and learning to say no and learning to advocate for you for yourself so I love you guys so much I hope that this was helpful definitely message me if you guys enjoyed this episode and if you resonated with it because I want to chat about it and I'm always here to just be a friend and a resource and someone you guys can turn to if you want to talk more so yeah I think someone actually suggested this as a podcast episode so I love you, and you guys do that please let me know if there's any other topics you guys have in mind And if you're enjoying the podcast, and if you enjoyed this episode, I would love it if you shared it with a friend, if you sent it to a friend, or shared it on your story, or if you left a little rating on Spotify, or a review on Apple Podcasts. I know sometimes, like, going to the lengths of leaving a review on Apple seems like a hassle, so I always leave the link in the description of the episode so you can easily find it, quickly click it, and just write down any way this episode has helped you or this podcast. And it would really mean the world. I just love seeing those reviews and yeah. Thank you so much for being a part of the Luna Fam. And here's to growing, up-leveling, and becoming the best versions of ourselves together. I'll see you guys in the next episode and I hope you have a beautiful rest of your week. Talk to you soon. With the Lucky Lands slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere.